Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday dear Annabelle, happy birthday to you for a few days ago. Thank you, that's only the second time it's been sung to me this year. When was the first? Well, it wasn't until the very evening of my birthday, like almost before bed, when I realised I hadn't had the birthday song. And so I made Tom sing it to me and he was extremely reluctant. Like I almost had to force him. Somebody has a selective memory. What do you mean? I sung happy birthday to you on your birthday. You did not. I did. And you said to me no. as we were FaceTiming, no, no one's sung happy birthday to me. Oh, you're right. Me. You're right. You're right. I think that triggered it. I was like, right, I need to get Tom to sing that to me. Yeah, you're quite right. So that was the third time. Yeah. So I, th- I thought I would um, I thought I'd make it as uncomfortable as possible when I called you. No, I loved it. So I said, okay, here's what I'd like to do. <laughs> I would like to sing the birthday song to you. <laughs> so is that okay and you're like yeah it's okay so here it goes and i just feel like by not just start launching into it <laughs> when you answer the phone it made it weird which i quite enjoyed no, i like that you asked permission yeah no you're quite right sorry i forgot about that that's that was the third time mm. three is quite a lot i don't i'm complaining <laughs> although two were from me yeah. and the other one was under duress yeah actually yeah you're right i am allowed to complain yes i am um, i wouldn't have sang that on the podcast a few years ago Oh, because you weren't allowed? What was the rules? Yeah, it's not because I've just found my voice. (laughs) Uh, I think it was a case that that song was still under copyright, Mm. which is why often in films you just hear them go, you yeah, and everybody, hooray, yeah, 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 yeah. Never hear the full song because it, it would cost a lot of money to use it, which I don't think it does anymore. Mm. If I'm mistaken about that, oh. come after me. Oh dear, publishers of the birthday song. Right, Can let's you see what happens. <laughs> no, but I feel that uh, I got nothing to lose oh, at this point. Okay, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe the ensuing publicity <laughs> would, would defibrillate my career. Right, right. Um, <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, happy birthday to you! I put a little thing on Twitter. To, yes, quite good. the photos. Found some old photos of yeah, you, which yeah. people enjoyed, mm. and uh, lots of people wished you happy birthday. It's lovely. I, just, I couldn't get hold of you on the phone till the evening. I kept trying, no, you, and no. trying you, trying you, and trying you. I was worried no. you were dead. Mm. That's why I did a tweet. I well, thought I if rang, anything, I'll smoke her out. It's a, it's a tweet. <laughs> did ring you back a couple of times, but no answer. Anyway. <laughs> 
had a, a busy day of it yes, on Saturday. Yes, yes, yeah. But you had a lovely day, did you? Yes, thank you. Yeah, lovely. What did you do to treat yourself? Uh, I had an Indian takeaway in the evening. Oh, what did you have? I had something with chickpeas and spinach and ginger. Interesting. But rice. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Nice. Some kind of sag chana thing. Mm. Yeah. Chana masala or something. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Lovely. Thanks for asking. Yeah. Mm. Did you did you say you got papa or not? Uh, papa dums. All the chutneys. Man- just mango. Just mango. Just you don't mango. want to be excessive. No, not. It's your not a birthday with a zero no. at the end, is it? <laughs> no. <laughs> I am. Um, I, I I went for an Indian meal this week with Sarah. There's this place I really love called Rams, which is a schlep for me to get to. It's in Harrow, and it's very unassuming uh, as a place. It's the first time I've been since the lockdown. They've had a big makeover. Um, i trying to think which of the changing rooms hosts of old it most looks like they've had at it. Probably Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen. Oh, okay. Although it's difficult to describe. It was a somewhat tatty Indian cafe, mm. and now it feels like I don't like like some kind of luxury sauna come selling tannon in 19 does a tanning salon in 1993 okay I got there before Sarah mm-hmm. the waiter came over he said can I get you a drink I thought yes you can I'm in an Indian restaurant Do you know what I'd like a nimbu pani I don't know what that is. Only one of the most famous soft drinks you can have in India. Okay. it's You'd really like it. It's, um, it's citrusy, I think, lime or lemon. Mm. Um, and then I think there's some spice in it that you can have it sweet or salty Ooh. or fizzy or flat. It's okay. really good. So thinking, I would like one of these. So I said, said to the guy, um, I'd like a, a, a nimbu pani, please. He says, I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> I say, I'm I'm right in remembering that you do a nimbu pani here because I'm convinced I've had one there in the past. Right. He then says, it depends. <laughs> it depends on what? Well, here's what I think happened. I think either there was something about the way I was saying nimbu pani that the penny wasn't dropping with him. Right. Or the pani wasn't. Or... Perhaps, because this restaurant is specific to Gujarat, which is one part of India. Maybe it's called something different there, or they it, that, that that drink isn't from that state. Okay. So it's possible that I'm getting confused and that they never did that there to uh, begin with. Okay. Um, and it's just not an instantly recognisable phrase to him. Mm. But because he's already said, I'm sorry, you know it's embarrassing when you ask somebody to repeat something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He then doesn't want me to repeat it again. So I think what he was trying to do was buy himself some time <laughs> by saying, it, it depends. Depend, it depends. But just think of me, from my point of view, mm-hmm. I'm then sitting there thinking, I wonder what it depends on. Yeah. Like, what do I now have to do? Is there a password? Do I have to slip in my backhand? <laughs> I mean, what, what, does it, what could it possibly depend on? <laughs> None of those things, I assume. You didn't try and slip in a £50 note, did you? No, I no. said it a third time and then he said we don't do that. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> okay, good. I'm glad it got sorted out. just that utter panic <laughs> of the it depends. Mm. Um, <laughs> That's very sweet. <laughs> so, uh, so so that was that. But that's not... That, that's just a, a minor driftery thing that happened to me this week. Oh, okay. There's more. I have big news. Oh, right. I have been tweeted at yes by yes 
Otimabusi. Oh, you're in love with her, aren't you? Yes, but in a very pure-hearted way. Yes, I know. Now, she's a dancer from Strictly Come Dancing. I'm right on that. She's left Strictly. She's left. I saw it in the news and I thought of you straight away. Yes. So why did she tweet you? Because I hosted Radio 4's uh, Pick of the Week this week. Yeah. Which is a selection of things that had been broadcast on BBC Radio in the previous seven days. And she was a guest on the programme Desert Island Discs. Ah. And I very much liked hearing her. Mm. I also, you've got got to write a script and you've got to link it all together. I I gave it the loose theme of trying to find joy in a bleak week because the news was really depressing with Ukraine and so on. So I thought I get a lot of joy from Otimabusi. And I thought I'm going to write a script that includes this. And um, that's what I did. And it was very pure-hearted. Right. I didn't mention that seeing Goti Mabusi in a uh, uh, a Debbie Harry wig, like dressed up as Debbie Harry, stirred up something inside of me that... I don't know. If I really examine myself, I'm not sure how pure that was. Okay. Well, but but generally, well and especially over time, especially over time, mm. I feel that, if if anything, my love for Oti Mabusi has, has become more pure. Mm. And I, I only think of her in a, in a very uh, wholesome way. Okay, good. Untainted mm. by any unpleasant urges that that <laughs> outfit might have stirred up yes albeit briefly good i think that was an aberration mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i think it's 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 a much uh just just as i say a much more wholesome we've got it we've yeah. got it we've got it we've got it so excuse me okay. so I don't, I don't mention the debbie harry thing in the script i uh i do mention the the joy i find in her and then the second lockdown Having never really been a Strictly viewer, I switched it on. I see her dancing with Bill Bailey, and I think, "Oh, this is just wonderful. This is this is what I need in these bleak times." And and now she's back in another bleak week on Desert Island Discs to make her heart all sing again. Is the gist of what I'm saying? Okay, but I, I, you eulogise her a little bit. I, I talk about the fact that I am um, sometimes when I'm at home on my own, I potter around the house singing Oti Mabusi to the tune of Frosty the Snowman. <laughs> okay. Anyway, yeah. when this goes out the next day, I'd like tweet a link to the program so people can listen to it and I tag all the clips that are in it. And then an hour later, Otu Mabusi does a tweet saying, thank you, Jeff Lloyd, I really enjoyed this. Um, so now she knows. She knows your name, she knows, she knows who you my are. Name, and she knows that I walk around my house singing her name wow. to the tune of Otu Mabusi. This is incredible. Oh, what happens next? Nothing. Oh, right. I don't want anything no, to happen No, no, no. Because I am different to those middle-aged dads <laughs> who switch on, like modern-day versions of those middle-aged dads uh, who used to switch on to see Mad Lizzie. Or... I wonder who you're trying to distance yourself from. <laughs> that, from that person, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm not that guy. No. I also featured in Rag and Bone Man's Instagram story. You did an yeah. Instagram story, really? Yeah, 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 it's all happened for me this week. Wow, busy. Yeah, I think I got three new Twitter followers out of it. So things are really, uh, yeah. things are really on the up. Woo. I 
I have to say that hearing from drifters is the the highlight of the podcast for me. But mm. I think I have set the bar pretty high there with uh, with the story of a waiter mishearing me and <laughs> being tweeted at by Oti Mabusi. So yep. let's see what they've got. Okay, first one is from Wise Lady Dominica, and it is a compilation of all the times I have fallen over this year. Walking through Sydney on the way to see Hamilton, chatting away when my ankle gives way and I go skidding down the not-at-all-steep hill. I am dressed for a fancy night out. My actions were not fancy. Amazed my dress didn't go over my head and unfortunately I ripped my tights and ruined my shoes. Leaving my friend's house in the early Hang hours. On. can I just say? Yep. Was anyone else in the room where it happened? The room where it happened? The room where it happened? I don't want Lin-Manuel Miranda coming after us. Oh. The birthday ladies are one thing. Right. R.I.P., but... Okay. Maybe not Lin Manuel. Sorry, do go on. Leaving my friend's house in the early hours of the morning, I decided to wait until I was outside before putting my boots on. Laziness dictated that I wasn't going to zip them up for the 20 metre walk to my car. As I sauntered over the timber walkway, my shoes slipped on the timber, wet with morning dew, and in under a tenth of a second, I was simultaneously on my knees and on my chest. I landed so hard, I thought I broke my kneecap. My boobs, which were bra-free, punched me in the face. My friend has a ring doorbell that records everything. (laughs) I'm lucky she likes me enough that she didn't post the footage to social media. Walking to my car from work, looking down at my phone so I don't notice the uneven ground. I go flying and manage to kick my own bum on the way down. The people who live across the street from my work happen to be outside washing their car. Why it takes three people to wash one car is beyond me. And not one single one of them called out to see if I was okay or ran over to help me up. I worked near a hospital and on a main road. Plenty of people saw me. A a paramedic was driving by and they stopped and looked as though they were about to get out when I dragged myself up and hobbled to my car in shame. Less than a week later, I just made myself a coffee at work in my amazing tier one coffee mug. As I was approaching the front desk, my ankle once again gave way under me and down I went, coffee and all. Three people in reception saw me go down. One swear she saw the contents of my mug go flying up as I disappeared beneath the desk. (laughs) There was lots of cleaning up and I broke our payment terminal as the majority of my coffee landed on it. And this all occurred about five minutes before I was meeting a new receptionist that was coming in for me to train. I forgot to send this email and guess what? I've fallen over again. <laughs> was taking the dogs for a walk and one of them got under my feet and down I went on a busy street. Why is falling over so embarrassing? It's so embarrassing. I'll tell you why I think it might be. Mm. Because human beings, it's like human beings evolved to walk on two legs. Right. But some of us didn't quite make it. <laughs> and it's like loss of control, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, right, next one. Yeah. This is from Anon. And I'd like to warn you that it features... Adult content. Great. So turn off if you're a child or with a child. A few weeks ago, my partner and I had some friends around for the evening. Considering my drifterish ineptitude for socialising, the evening had actually turned out to be a great success, with my partner preparing some culinary delights, whilst in return, I deliberated over the background music being broadcast through our Bluetooth speaker. Later in the evening, tired by my exertions of hosting, I excused myself and headed to bed. It was clear that my partner wasn't coming to bed soon and the privacy led to certain urges that are best left undescribed and I began to search the internet for an appropriate video. I think we could have just... Source of inspiration would have been fine. We didn't need to know it was a video. Okay. 
We do. (laughs) The first video was fine, but unfortunately it seemed to have no sound, so I quickly switched to another. The second video also appeared to have no sound, and turning my phone up fully only resulted in a quiet, distant audio. Puzzled, I paused the video, and it was only then that I realised the sudden quiet from downstairs where the sound of chatting seemed to have faltered and my carefully selected backing music had ceased. Oh, no. It was now that I realised my catastrophic mistake. Quickly switching off my Bluetooth connection, I revisited the two videos. Both had functioning audio now. And both of the audios made the nature of the videos completely unambiguous. Replaying the last minute and a half now from the point of view of my partner and guest downstairs, I fully realised the true horror of the situation. After my departure earlier, the Bluetooth speaker would have continued to play music from my phone only to abruptly stop, replaced with no explanation by the distinctive sound of a blue movie. (laughs) Most probably alarmed by this, the guests would have been relieved when this stopped a few seconds later, but they're bewildered when a similar set of noises recommenced, (laughs) only to become louder as the inept user increased the volume. I was mortified and spent most of the night wide awake, replaying the moment in excruciating detail. It was made worse that the guests were staying the night. Oh, no. But I'm happy to report that all parties adopted the port protocol. Oh, thank God for that. Including my partner. Amazing. Has it been, I need to know, has it been discussed since? No, it hasn't. Port protocol. Some things can never be mentioned. That's how I feel about that. It must never be spoken of. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Mm. Because I, I think in that situation, I just would never come out of that room again. That's just where you'd live. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of the worst things I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If um, if you can beat... You see, the, the, uh, um, maybe I didn't set the bar that high <laughs> after all. Both of those were really something. Um, wow. Send us yours, please. Hello at adriftpodcast.com. Annabelle. Yes. I am ready for another way in which you are not a fully functioning adult. So I got a text message recently from the government. Did it say they were suckers? No idea what you're talking about. I got a message from the government the other day. I opened it and it said they were suckers. Still don't know what you're talking about. Really? That wasn't instantly recognisable as uh, public enemy? Nope. I'm really playing fast and loose with copyright here. (laughs) You are. I've got to be careful. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, What a week that would be. Happy birthday and public enemy together. And the Manuel Miranda. Oh, yes. Let's not forget. What a combo. Yes, yes. So, no, it didn't say suckers. I was initially very excited, though, because I thought it might be my finally long-awaited call-up to be a spook. And then I really panicked as it was more likely to be about their concerns about the amount of lateral flow tests that I've been ordering. (laughs) Nobody say stockpiling, just ordering. But what it was actually about was my passport, because it needs to be renewed soon. And I really depressed myself because my first thought was, oh, should I bother? I've not been abroad since 2019. And then I cheered myself up by thinking, well, I'd better get it done because what if I get off of the job in Hawaii? I wouldn't be able to go. <laughs> not sure what the job would be exactly, but I'd like to be prepared for all eventualities. So I decided that I will sort my passport out. 
And part of my reluctance is also the price because it's £75.50. And I'd quite like a refund on a third of my last decade's passport. It's the only time I've used it really is to take for ID for a PCR test, like the email says. And even then, nobody asked to see it. <laughs> part of it's a vague irritation at the word passport. It's, like a, it's a document document for passing the port. <laughs> oh, let's call it passport. <laughs> like we don't call driving licenses drive car or a credit card spend money. Part of it is the feeling that my life is slipping away. I'm onto my fourth passport. That's how old I am. Four decades of international travel without my parents. Because you know, like kids don't get to be on their parents' passport anymore, do they? No. Like, yeah, it's changed sadly. Mm. Yeah. Um, another part is my reluctance to do with the photo situation mm. because nobody has a good passport photo. But my photo for my passport aged 36 to 46 was, if I do say so myself, it was okay. Whereas the one before the age 26 to 36, it was like right before I'd had it taken, I'd slipped into a parallel universe where I'd been a heroin addict with 12 children. <laughs> like haggard is too mild a word. I think I'd been out the night before and I wasn't in a great place sleep wise. So I was actually quite happy to move on from that photo. But I know I'm not going to beat the more recent okay one. And I've just turned 47. I'm feeling a bit more aware of my age right now. And for me, the biggest problem is, is that you're not allowed to smile in passport photos. Mm. Like, why not? I looked it up and it says it's because it distorts your facial features. And I think, I know, it lifts up my ageing saggy bits of my face. That's the whole point of it. My own mother said to me a few years ago, she said, Annabelle, don't leave your face in repose because it's not attractive on you. <gasps> and it's just, she's, she's true, it's right. I was once walking down the street and I was feeling really happy. I was having a really good day and a builder said, cheer up, love, it might never happen. They do that less now. <laughs> but only because it's out of fashion. Like my resting face is still sad and bad. And that's my biggest problem. But the biggest question is, why am I so vain about a passport photo that's seen by approximately three immigration officers who are looking at passport photos all day? Why does it matter? So I knew I had to do the photo this morning. But the good news is, is you're allowed to do a digital one yourself now. You don't have to go to that booth anymore. So I put on a load of makeup. I made Tom, who's a videographer, I made him get all his lights out and this big reflector <laughs> thing. And I made him take the photo and he did. And I looked at it and honestly... It was so bad. And it wasn't just bad. But my head was tilted to one side, which is weird as I hadn't tilted it. And I checked the regulations. While it doesn't say tilts aren't allowed, I'm pretty sure that cocked heads are frowned, frowned upon, upon in yeah. passport photos. So I make Tom do it again. Look at the photo. My head is tilted again. So I tell Tom, tell me to move my head until you can see with your eyes that it's definitely straight. So he's telling me a bit more, a bit more. And I'm angling it. It feels like I'm angling it left towards my left shoulder more and more until it feels weird. And then he takes my photo and I look at it and my head is straight. I've gone wonky with age and I didn't even know. <laughs> so basically, I've decided I'm not going to go abroad again because I need all my money to de-wonk myself <laughs> and have jowl removal. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. 
Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Here's a dilemma I've got. Mm. I'm supposed to be going to a funeral on Friday if I can logistically make it work. Mm. I was at last at a funeral, I don't know, a month, six weeks ago, something like that. Mm-hmm. On the train on the way back, I ripped the pocket of my funeral trousers. Oh, so they've got a hole in them now. But, but it's not just that the pocket has got a hole in it. I could live with that. It's that the side of the trouser, uh, the same trouser was yeah. ripped. So I, I foresaw that that could be an issue in the future and I took them to a tailor to be repaired. Okay. But then I got really lax and thought I can just leave them at the tailor and then I'll pick them up at some point in the future. Mm. So today I texted the tailor and he didn't reply. I then called him and it was an international ringtone. Oh, no. So how can I go to a funeral if my funeral trousers are in for repair? Could you break into the tailor's house? I mean, I suppose that's illegal. but Illegal, <laughs> impractical. Impractical, yeah. Just, it was a suggestion, yeah. yeah. What would you do? Gosh, I think you'd have to buy some more. There's no other alternative. But the trousers match with oh, the suit jacket. Oh. So I can't buy a new suit. Could you ask him to come back from holiday? <laughs> no, of course not. Gosh. I don't know what, what to do. What are you going to eat? I don't know what, I genuinely don't know what to do. I couldn't, I'm sorry, there are no answers to this. You have to start to buy some more. I can't go to a funeral inappropriate, inappropriately just, attired. Just in a jacket and no bottom half, no? No, no, that, that's very much frowned upon, isn't <laughs> Extremely, it? Extremely, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that sort of thing's fine on the news when they can't see, <laughs> see your bottom half. <laughs> But not at a funeral. No, definitely not. Mm, okay. Sorry, I can't help. We hope maybe I've had this amazing idea for you. Yeah, Sorry. No. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Um, what else did I have to uh, tell you about here? Oh, I um, went to this little shop earlier on, and by little shop, I mean one of those little shops that's uh, independent, local shop, selling cards, a few knickknacks, this type of thing. Mm-hmm. How big are those shops typically? Not big. About as big as this room, maybe. Probably not yeah. big. So I walk in. As I walk in, the woman behind the counter at the other end looks up and says, just to let you know, we're closing in 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, even if I came into the shop and picked everything, <laughs> every item in here up individually and scrutinised it, mm. maybe with one of those little jeweler's eyeglasses, <laughs> I still don't think I could fill 10 minutes. Right, right. Why are you telling me that? Yeah, yeah. There was no, she was desperate to go home. She was like, do not waste my time. Oh, I know that. When I used to work in a shop, there's nothing worse than somebody coming in just as you're about to close. Mm-mm. But I think 10 minutes in a shop, this isn't a supermarket where you need to say the store will be closing in 30 minutes. <laughs> like you, you, you could easily... Do a once around in less than a minute. Did you still buy something? Yeah, I did, did yeah. Did. And I really dragged it out. <laughs> I got into this game of brinksmanship with her. 15 minutes you yeah, finished it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
so that was that and then um and then as i left there i was walking down the street and i bumped into one of the mums of a kid jean goes to school with and you know me i've got i've got I don't know what people are saying to each other when they bump into each other in the street and I don't know what the small talk is. So what I've come to rely on is asking lots of questions and showing a lot of enthusiasm. Okay, good technique. So I happen to know, because I talked to her last week, that she'd had her in-laws coming to stay for the weekend. So I said, how was it with the in-laws? She tells me. She tells me that they went to a museum that I've never been to. I say, I've never been there. What's it like? And she tells me she's, she is extremely enthusiastic. She thought this museum was wonderful. I'm saying, oh, wow, how long does it take to get there? And is it good for kids? You know, so I've got all my questions. Mm, mm. But then, so that I'm not just grilling her with questions, I'm interspersing it with enthusiasm. So I'm saying, oh, it sounds amazing. This sounds great. Oh, I think I think we're going to go. I th- we'll have to go there. I'm going to put that right at the top of the list of places to go. Now, here's the truth. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go there. Right. It's in the opposite direction that I like to go in. <laughs> right. It's not in a, a part of town that I care to frequent. Mm-hmm. The items that she described, whilst undoubtedly impressive, mm-hmm. not particularly to my taste. Right. But I feel like I've now got myself in the situation (laughs) where I was so enthusiastic Mm -mm. about the fact that I'm going to go there. Almost, uh, I don't think I quite said, actually, I'm going to go now. (laughs) But I might as well have done. Right, you weren't far off saying that, yeah. So now I've put myself in this position Mm. where (laughs) the next time I see her, she'll say, oh, so did you go? Oh, no. You have to make excuses or just go. Yeah. Yeah. So I've put myself in a position where I have to go to a museum in a place that I don't want to go to. Or I keep having to come up with ever more elaborate lies as to why I haven't been yet before both of us silently acknowledging the fact that I was never going to, that I was just... (laughs) Here's what's going to happen. You're going to go to this museum, you're going to hate it, but you're going to come back and see her again and you're going to gush and, she, and, and she's going to then suggest somewhere similar and it's going to go on that way every weekend for the rest of your life. Or more likely, this always happens to me, I'll make a point of going even though I don't want to, yeah. have a bunch of things to say mm. and it was such an insignificant conversation yeah. to her <laughs> yeah, that yeah. she will forget that she ever mentioned it. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. going to be that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Swandery Corner at the Glap Clinic in Problematic. Annabelle, from whom is the first one? The first one is from Karen from Germany. This is about something that happened at my aunt's birthday party. I was not there myself, but when she told me the story, I was surprised how she handled the situation. Could you please tell me if she was correct or should she and some of the other guests have done something differently? It's a little bit COVID related, but I think that a similar situation could happen without a pandemic. In Germany, we still have some COVID restrictions. For example, to go to a restaurant, you have to show a certificate that you are fully vaccinated. The certificate is on your smartphone and your passport or identity card to prove that you are the person named in the certificate. A few weeks ago, my aunt invited some of her friends to a restaurant to celebrate her birthday. One of her friends had forgotten his identity card and therefore he could not enter the restaurant. He had to take a taxi to go back home and get it. This took him about an hour. 
In the meantime, the rest of the group did wait for him. They ordered drinks, but no food. And this is my question. Were they correct to wait? Some of them were really hungry and started to eat all the bread on the table that is complimentary. Others got... Oh, no, you don't want to fill up on bread, no. do you? No, no. Others got a little bit drunk while waiting and drinking without any food. Should my aunt have told them to start ordering or should the guy who had to drive home have given his okay for them to start without him or his wife, who was with the rest of the hungry group? What would be the correct way to handle this situation? I I I think screw him. His fault? Yeah. But like... Could you get onto the mains without him? Oh, no, this is what he should have done. He should have looked on his phone, the menu, ordered, and still the food might have come and he wouldn't have got back in time. I'd If I, if I was him, I'd say, you guys get started with some oh, starters. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, well, if, if you can wait for me for the mains, that's fine. If not, don't if worry. Not, yeah, exactly. The onus is on him yes. to say, yes. you, you can't say, look, we're going to yeah. eat without no. you. It yeah. speaks very well of this group of people, I think. Mm, that they did wait. Yeah, yeah. but I... Um, I just feel rage towards him. <laughs> the rule is that the, the person who has to leave has to be the one that says, you go ahead without me. And that's what they have to say. Yeah, there's some kind of, like I'm, I'm grasping for what the analogy is, but I've been thinking a lot about bus drivers recently. Oh, yeah. So I think there are definitely bus drivers who if they see you running for a bus that is about to leave or maybe is just pulling out, they take actual pleasure in not letting you on. Mm -hmm. And that's a certain personality type Mm -hmm. that I can feel enraged by. But there's a wider principle that one person who wasn't at the bus stop in time shouldn't then mean that the yeah, forty or sixty yeah. other people on the bus should should suffer. Yeah, yeah. And I think there's some kind of parallel. I don't think it's right that they're. Um, I don't think it's right that one person should be ruining it for the rest of them. No, I think we can all agree on yeah. that. Yeah, and it's nice for others to wait for him, but it's up Lovely, to that person but too, to but too say much, too much. Yeah, okay. yeah, well, yeah. I feel that sorted. Yeah, right. Let's. Make he it. should have been very emphatic. But he should have been. This is from Joe. I've been meaning to send this in Quandrian for some time, but what with the pandemonium keeping people in their own houses, it's been less of a priority. However, hearing about Jeff's mother-in-law bemoaning the quality of his guest towels last week, the issue has really been brought to the fore. What is the consensus on guest towels, please? I always provide a towel for my visitors and I never take a towel with me if I visit a friend. I do however, I do find, however, some visitors, e.g. my in-laws, bring their own towels. I think they do this out of politeness rather than avoiding using mine. And I always feel slightly insulted to find my towels untouched. Should I be taking towels with me when I visit people? Is it rude to use your own towel? Or are you saving your host from having to wash the, uh, the towel you've befouled? I need help, please. Towels are a bulky item to pack. We need a firm rule. Can I say how I feel? Mm. If somebody comes to stay with me and they bring their own towel, I feel thrilled. There's less washing for me to do. But I have never taken a towel to someone else's house. I just think, 
how much of a difference that you have to put what one two extra things in the washing machine thing is we've only got three towels so it's a bit, it's a, yeah it's a bit like the the rotor isn't is a bit disrupted because we've definitely got a list towels and b list towels oh have and, you and the guests get the b list oh towels. right oh, yeah, okay. yeah 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 What's the difference between the A-list and the B-list? Oh, just just not as... The, the shop they're from isn't as nice. Right. No wonder your mother in law is complaining then. <laughs> yeah, still a sore point. Right, right. Um, yeah, I... Uh, I think... But I do think just giving a guest the one towel is a bit stingy, though. I think guests oh, should have two towels. No. I, I hate one towel. So you mean a hand towel and a body towel? What I want is yeah. a big beach-sized towel to beach? wrap around myself yeah. and then a regular bath towel to um, go around my head. No, no, you mean a hand towel. No, I don't. You mean a regular-sized towel? Yeah. I want a beach towel and a regular-sized no. towel. No. Yeah. Okay, if, if it was in my house, there wouldn't be any towels left if you had those. <laughs> There'd be a hand towel. Then left. I think you shouldn't be. Uh, rece- people you shouldn't around. be receiving guests. <laughs> I think it's Is poor that etiquette. honestly what you want? You want two towels? Yeah, where, where are you even going to dry those when they're wet? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know not my problem. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever taken towels to someone's house? No. Never. No, I think uh, I think that is a strange thing to ask, uh, expect of somebody. Yeah, yeah. But I, but I also think like one towel isn't enough. One towel. What if I gave you mm. just a normal size towel, not not the one of the massive ones? They got a different name, haven't they? Like there's a bath towel. I've forgotten what it's called. And anyway, I give you a normal size towel and a a hand towel to wrap around your head. You're going to feel a bit mm. no. I'd be fine. I wouldn't fine. feel like I was really getting a, a decent level of hospitality. <laughs> but I, I wouldn't be... Um, Bitching you know, about me, bummer. Yeah, back. on FaceTime. FaceTime. <laughs> <laughs> but what if I just... In earshot. What, what if I just gave you one towel? Um, then, 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 I'd be, uh, then I'd be on the FaceTime, yeah. Would you? Yeah. Okay, this is good to know. Yeah. But I'd, you know, I'd, I'd do it out of earshot. Right, good. Yeah. Okay, that makes me feel better. So we've solved that then. I believe so. Great, yeah. Great. Good. And that was our podcast. Thank you for listening. If you have a quandary for Quandary Corner or a story of awkwardness, please send it to us. It's hello at adriftpodcast.com. Thanks to Man and the Echo for the backing music and to Emily Harrison for the incidental music. Kim Rainey designed our artwork. Carla Gowlett took the photos. And I will leave you to uh, tend to uh, certain urges that are best left undescribed. Podication time, and this comes from Lucy Adams, et al., who says, Hello, Annabelle and Jeff. Hello. Hello. Hope you're both keeping well. I'm a long-term listener and fairly frequent emailer. I would be delighted if you were able to do a little podication for my son, Nathan David George Adams. That's a lot of solid names. Very good who turns 13 on the 19th of March. 
if it's possible to do it on the 16th so I can play it to him on his birthday, that would be amazing. Consider but, it done. Yeah, consider it done. Um, I can think of fewer things that would be more impressive to a 13-year-old. Oh, well, no. You read out a podication for my eldest, Sophie, in October, and it made them cry happy tears. Mm. Nate gasped, you're famous. So I'd like Nate to feel that he too is famous. Nobody tell him the truth. (laughs) Nate is a lovely boy. He is sensational at art and great at basketball. He's best friends with our wee cat Zaza. That's nice. Yeah, that's very nice. I love uh, I love an animal human friendship. It'd be like a, a, amongst uh, you know a, a friendship forged between a child and animal, right? As that you know they grow up with an animal and the the friendship that is forged is a beautiful mm-hmm. thing to me. I need to give Jean that at some stage. Well, if you want to witness it not happening, then I'll introduce you to Rudy and Rusty. <laughs> <laughs> Rusty just lives in fear of Rudy. Uh, like Sophie and I, he's also a bit drifterish and hates having to talk to people or order things. Oh, it's the worst, Nathan. Yeah, you're not alone there. He will get there. I'd like to wish Nathan the happiest of birthdays after three years of being scunnered by COVID. Oh, yeah, March. Like, yeah. Awful. End of March, mid-March birthdays. A lot of those have been ruined. I like scunnered. Mm, good word. Yeah. Thank you, love, Lucy, Sophie, and Zaza the cat. Do you know what I really love? Mm-hmm. Having my fingers licked by a cat. <laughs> I didn't know that about you. I really love it. Didn't know that. More of a dog person, but mm. I like the sandpaper-like quality oh. that a cat's tongue has. Okay. I do not like that. But at the same you time, you don't like unfinished wood. I don't know. It's weird, isn't That's it? That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. You're a strange person. I like, you? A, <laughs> I like a cat's purr. Oh, yeah. Who doesn't like that? Mm. I really like it when a cat is about to settle down on you and it does the little um, padding um, with its feet. Yeah. yeah, Maybe yeah, sort yeah. Of circling a little bit. Mm. Sarah's a bit allergic to cats, so we'll never have one. But mm. when I was growing up, we had dogs, cats. Did you? A Didn't fish. Did like cats? Yeah. Fluffy. Nice name. And Patch. Patch, lice. Yeah. Um, yeah, like a cat. Maybe if Sarah leaves me. Get a cat. <laughs> yeah. And then I'll send Jean back to her and her new man. <laughs> <laughs> While you have your fingers licked all night. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean like covered in cat hair. And then oh, I see. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that good revenge. Love yes. it. Great. Got that planned. Brilliant. I, I like in that scenario, I just assume that I've been cuckolded. Mm. And that you haven't got full custody. (laughs) (laughs) She'd probably like take him to the States. She'd probably move back to the States. Then I'd have to, would I then have to follow, but I'd live in a trailer. Would I live in a trailer? (laughs) What would I do? Let's not think it through too far. People who live in trailers, like they they do jobs where they're good with their hands, usually from what I've gleaned from shows on TV. Mm, mm. What if you're like me and you've got no skills? Would the trailer community be accepting of me? Maybe. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) 
You don't think they would? No, no. I'm just wondering if you can have a cat in a trailer, but I'm sure you can. That, that's my main don't concern. Don't deprive me of the cat. No, no, exactly. That's my main concern that you still get to have right, the cat. In my version of this, because I can't work mm. and because I don't have any skills to either get a job or I'm not useful to like the criminal underworld, mm. I'm not useful in any way. I'm sort of destitute. I haven't got a TV. I haven't got the internet. I'm burning stuff in an oil can. I don't know where I'm finding this. Maybe I'm scavenging. <laughs> and it's just me and the cat, and it's licking yeah. my fingers, and that's how I'm passing the days before I'm allowed to see my son. Okay. Also, the the, the man who's cuckolded me, mm. he's living in one of those big... They're, they're living in one of those big houses like in John Hughes' films. Yeah, I, just, I so saw yeah. him, like, very wealthy in a suit. Yeah. Yes. And I can't drive. And by this stage, you know, the uh, the fact that I'm living in a trailer but with no economic agency, like a lot of other things have, have, have gone south for me. I mean, they're already going south, but like my beard is raggedy. <laughs> I'm wearing raggedy clothes. This mm. cat lifts up my shoulder all the time. <laughs> oh, God. And I have to suffer the humiliation of walking barefoot to pick Jean up from this mansion <laughs> that looks like the house from Home Alone or something. You're walking barefoot, are yeah. you? Well, where am I getting to? Maybe I've got cardboard shoes, I don't know. Yeah, you've strapped on some cardboard. I have to fish for shoes. <laughs> you don't see that anymore, do you? People catching no. tatty boots on a fishing line. I don't think they're fishing, like, they're fishing for shoes. I just think it's they're fishing and a boot like comes up. I don't think anyone was ever going, I need some new shoes, I'll go no, fishing. No, but I would be. Oh, I see. Right. So, you know, oh, you'd be lucky I, I don't to wish get... any harm to the fish. Rough, I mean, the cat, the cat might have a different... Um, <laughs> a different view of it. Oh. Anyway. I'm, I'm very submerged in this life of yours. Let's let's pull ourselves away for a moment yeah. and, and go back to. Uh, I think it's coming. <laughs> the podication. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, happy birthday, Nate. Nathan. Wonder what he prefers. I think I would just by default prefer whichever one my parents didn't call me. Oh. Natty. It's nice, isn't it? Well, maybe he's a natty dresser. Maybe. That's something only a parent would say, isn't it? Right. Oh, you're a natty dresser. Mm. You are with it. He's probably never even heard that expression no, before. No, no. Mm. Um, yeah, Lucy doesn't seem the type to be using the expression natty dresser. No, she says scunnered. Yeah. All right. Latest edition of the podcast, podicated to Nathan Adams. Nathan DG Adams. If you would like a podication, you can email us. Happy uh, happy birthday, Nathan. Uh, if you'd like a podication, you can email us. It's hello at adriftpodcast.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. 
That's stamps.com code program. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. 